Did you know that a lot of Chinese companies own like Vegas now? Uh, Chinese and uh, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Like, yeah. MGM is all ch- Chinese. Well, I mean, you know, Asians like to gamble. The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 48. This episode of 2OC, we talk about not very loud location, humans are messy, and did you fall for it? I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Anton, how was your week? Uh, pretty interesting, but uh, mainly just work. So I don't know how interesting that is, but it's very interesting to me. Eh, eh, all right, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, you'll be you'll be happy that I actually got to see Pacific Rim. That's about time. All right. Well, it's been yeah, it's probably a little after a little over a week after it came out that I got to see it. Mm-hmm. I had to wait for my brother. Oh, so you went to see it with him? Yeah, that's yeah, because he he's one of the ones that loved the first one. So, mm-hmm. uh, did you ever talking to him uh, about getting a movie pass? I did. Um, I I even tried to talk to him into the Cinemark one, and he's like, no, because they because since they have their daughter, they really don't go out that much to the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They rather go out and do activities. So, ah, uh, okay, like Disney, right? Not really. Um, they'll do more like just like local activities. Like the city has an event or the Aquarium of the Pacific will do something. That's Long Beach. That's not very local. Dude, really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Support the, your community. <laughs> well, it's like really like one of the most like popular aquariums in the country. <laughs> it's like, it within like 10 minutes of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I actually got to do uh, quite a couple of things. Uh, I got to see uh, A Quiet Place, which we'll probably talk, in, uh, talk about in a bit. And uh, I just came back from something just now. I, uh, I bought tickets to this event called Stars on Ice. It's basically the uh, Olympic ice skaters, U.S. team especially. Okay. They came back from, the, uh, from Pyeongchang, and they basically are going on this tour uh, where they can perform some of their uh, performances from the Olympics. So a, a little local performance for you. Yeah, and, and they started in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, I think it was yesterday. That was their first show. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Orlando one is their second location on the tour. And they actually recorded the whole thing for television um i think they recorded this one in general for the television uh, event that's coming out i think april 12th on uh msnbc no not msnbc it's uh nbc sports i think no that's just right, right after this episode comes out so yeah so yeah yeah so so stars on ice i i think it's probably one of the best shows i've seen in a long time that i paid for i mean uh i've been to quite a couple of concerts throughout the year but um I think this is very, very good entertainment because um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think I think these 
Olympic athletes are kind of like superheroes because the modern day superheroes because not only do they work so hard to put their uh, um, body into like extremes, they actually are regular people, ordinary people that work really hard to achieve a dream. And I think it's probably one of the the biggest inspirations for the young generations to dream on. You know, to, to be able to do what they they, they, they they wish to do. And I think watching this makes you understand, like, how, how much they put their heart into being the best physical person in the world to be able to be an Olympic athlete. So it's almost like the snowboarders, like Chloe Kim, performing at the X Games here in, like, Mountain High or something like that. Yeah, but you know, watching this, like, uh, it, it makes me feel like, whoa, th- these guys are so precise. These guys are trying so hard, mm-hmm. and you know, you notice it every single time they mess up. You know, like uh, when you're watching the Olympic Games or anything, they mess up. They're just like any other person, you know. Right. Uh, everybody fucks up at some point, and you just get back up and just continuing until you 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 perfect your craft. You know. Excuse me, sir. I never mess up. All my mistakes, or quote unquote mistakes, are calculated. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was, <laughs> you couldn't even keep a straight face for that one. All right, fine. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. So you're like, yeah, I play video dude. games with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So watching this, I think it, it, the performances are amazing. Uh, they took the exact same songs that they did from from. Uh, the Olympics. Uh-huh. And also, they also did their own twists on some things, and they would all do, like, their own numbers uh, together as a group, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, I think they spent a lot of time and effort into this uh, this tour uh, within a short amount of time, because, I mean, the Olympics was, like, two months ago? Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're already on the road uh, showing some, some new new stuff. Amazing. Uh, the tickets were only a hundred dollars, ninety nine, ninety nine dollars for the tickets. I think it's gonna be in the Anaheim area at the, the Honda Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, wait, is it called the Honda Center? Uh, yes. They, okay. Form, formerly <laughs> the the Arrowhead Pond. Arrowhead Pond. Yeah. Formerly, yeah. Um. So is it is it just an exhibition or is it actually a competition? Oh no, it's just an exhibition. But okay. uh, Nathan Chen is there. Uh, the ship sibs. Uh, did Did you watch uh, figure skating? I saw the just the highlights. I didn't actually watch the full event live like I did for the snowboarding events. Mm-hmm. I just I, I I don't know when it comes to ice skating. I don't know any of the moves. I don't know what's good, what's bad. So yeah, I, I mean I don't know, but I'm just watching it is kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, because See, like. I, like not a lot of people can do quads, which is like um, three spins on uh, four spins. What well, I would say, I'm like three spins, but it's called quad. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I I just can't get into it. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I'm not the type of person that would want to watch this thing, but my fiance really wanted to go see it, and when I saw, I'm like, okay, I understand what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're just nodding your head yes i get it now 
Yeah. Yes. To- totally understand that. Yeah. So uh, Nathan Chen, uh, Mayan Alex Shibatani, Mero Davis, and Charlie White, which is the Olympic gold medalists. Uh, Ashley Wagner, uh, she got the silver medalist. Uh, and then Adam Rapon, which is that uh, really popular ice skater guy. Yep. Uh, Mirai, Mirai Nagasu, she was really good. And uh, yeah, overall, I think this was a pretty good event, worth the money. Uh, I don't know if you would go see it, but uh, I, I really thought that it's probably way up there in a couple hundred dollar tickets, but it's only a hundred bucks. So a hundred bucks times however many tickets. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd spend money on that personally. Cause I, again, I'm not really that interested yeah, in it. Not, but I mean, yeah, but again, you, you had a vested interest cause you know, your fiance wanted to see it. So you have to keep her happy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, sometimes when you, you, you go to something where you're like, I don't want to be here. And then you're like, Oh shit. Wow. This is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I've had those moments too, but I'm just saying. But yeah. I mean, if, if I'm paying a hundred bucks, that's a big gamble. <laughs> I'm gonna walk 100 out. Hundred bucks for events now is actually pretty cheap, because well, uh, how how much was the um, how much was the the the, the uh, rock festival that you went to? Oh, the, the almost acoustic Christmas, uh, yeah. eighty nine, ninety, so around there. But the thing is, I was guaranteed at least three bands that I was really into. <laughs> And then the other yeah. ones are just extra. Okay, did did you see how close I was sitting for uh, this? Oh, event? you had actually really good seats. Yeah, I saw your Snapchat. Yeah, dude, that's not like that. That's Snapchat clips. If I show you like the the, the iPhone clips, dude, it's super duper close. How many uh, rows? I'm probably four rows away from the front. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, worth a yeah. hundred then. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not bad. Let's say if you paid a hundred bucks for like the nosebleeds, that's different. Alright, cool. Alright, Anton. Uh, we haven't done science stuff in a while, so I mm-hmm. thought I'd bring this one up. Uh, okay. Sp- SpaceX was a little sneaky this past week. So, one of the rockets they launched actually contains uh, like a space vacuum cleaner. Oh, so it's like a little mini... Well, not probably mini it's probably a lot bigger but it's kind of like a Roomba kind of yeah 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 it, it's a Roomba the size of what they call a washing machine okay so so, so once it sucks up all the stuff where does it go I mean does it just uh, <laughs> compact it up and then just throw it into space or what, it, what does it do that's actually what I was trying to read it doesn't go into level detail what it does with it afterwards uh-huh. I think it's just trying to collect uh, the smaller pieces mm-hmm. and make them into bigger ones because ah, okay. the, the smaller ones like the little screws little chipped off pieces of metal mm-hmm. are the dangerous ones those are the ones that like are really hard to track on radar and mm-hmm. you can actually and you know the space station can actually hit one and it can pierce a vital system yeah i mean we, we've watched a lot of movies where uh, they they have a lot of space junk up there and well, gravity <laughs> yeah there's a lot of space junk up there and 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 you would imagine you know that we would actually clean it up somehow you know well, that's but, the thing. Right, right now, we're kind of treating it as space. You know, it's a lot of space. So when stuff yeah. falls apart, if things get lost up there, we're just like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. It would just but, manage itself somewhere. And if it ever comes into Earth, it would just burn up before it even hits uh, hits the bottom. Eventually, it'll hit Earth. But the thing is, depending on the orbit, 
they're up there for a couple hundred years. Yeah. And so something hits it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a machine or a satellite, I guess, the size of a washing machine. It has three ways of capturing the debris. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, it's a sail, so it will like kind of like trap the little pieces. Mm-hmm. The second one is a net for the slightly bigger pieces. And the cool part is, it has a harpoon for the bigger pieces. Hmm. Interesting. So it'll stab a piece of satellite and just bring it in. And uh, just, to g- <laughs> just to give you an idea, the amount of debris up there, it's about 40,000 objects. That's a lot for- of objects up there. <laughs> and, well, and, th- and that's just the stuff we can track. So imagine like just a little tiny pieces. Th- th- those are probably the size of a hammer or something like that or a screwdriver. Yeah. There's going to be smaller stuff. I can only imagine how far it can go before it's, you know, uh, collecting pretty much uh, the maximum capacity that it can handle before it goes back down or whatever. Yeah. uh, Well, I think it's trying to condense everything into like a block Mm -hmm. and then just drop it out, poop it out. Mm -hmm. And it's just there to kind of test out the technology and then eventually they'll send some some better stuff up there. This is just kind of a prototype. Ah, I see. I I think that's why they weren't kind of... uh, talking about it that much or or publicizing it yeah but there like, you, go. you don't need to know the details you just need to know that there's a Roomba in space cleaning up our shit and that's how skynet gets created it just yep. starts throwing bricks of metal at us yeah well <laughs> <laughs> elon's kind of you know uh telling everybody that ai is a very dangerous very very dangerous uh, oh thing to, he yeah he's to. a he's a big advocate of we need oversight like Developing AI is as big as a. There is gonna be a bigger threat to humanity than when they created a nuclear bomb. Yeah, well, it totally makes sense because I mean, if you were to program uh, a machine to, let's say, cut grass, how yeah. smart is it to cut grass? Well, it's a Roomba for the grass. Dude, Roomba, Roomba's everywhere. <laughs> I, I know, but you know, it it could probably be a weapon you know let's say someone hacks into the uh Roomba that cuts grass and uh you know programs it to not only cut grass but cut who knows what (laughs) what was that movie with uh is it overdrive did you ever see that one no with emilio estevez Maximum Overdrive. That's what that was. That's oh, what it was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So it's based off a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. and pretty much like something's falling from the sky or something happens. I can't remember. I haven't seen this since I was like ten. Oh, it sounds like uh, the new movie that's coming out next week, Rampage. No, no, that's that's human. That's humans doing experiments. No, this is something like falling from the sky that uh, that triggers all technology in the world to come to life. And yeah, there's a scene where a guy gets killed by his own lawnmower. <laughs> so that that's what AI going rampant would be like. It's it'd be like maximum overdrive. Stephen yeah. King thought of it first. <laughs> All right, since we're talking about this whole sci-fi thing, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood announced that they're going to do a Jurassic Park 25th anniversary celebra- uh, celebration event, and it's going to be on May 11th and 12th, and that's in Hollywood location, not the Orlando one. And they're doing quite a couple things, uh, especially during the nighttime. So I think they're doing like a, a private screening of the original film uh, on the um, 
Universal Cinema and uh, on the City Walk, even in the City Walk in uh, Hollywood, right? Yeah, not in a long time, but yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so uh, that, that's where it's going to be held at, and uh, I think tickets are sixty nine dollars. Um, Friday and Saturday. I don't know. I, I think they should do a whole lot more than just opening it and just uh, showing the movie and then, you know, have people go on the ride. I think there should be so much more, like at least update the Jurassic Park ride a little bit, make it, you know, more a little bit more refreshed, uh, maybe add a couple of new things to it because of all the new movies. Because Disney has been doing a lot of that lately. It's just adding extra stuff to it. Just promoting. You know, the thing, too, with Hollywood is they have a hard time building out they mm-hmm. have to build up or underground yeah they can't really yeah um no i, I it'd be cool if they bring out the raptors that they did for a jurassic world premiere the, the yeah. first one that'd be really cool because i mean the the one of the things that they added uh over here at universal orlando is they added like a area that you can go into and it looks like uh one of those uh fences that you see in the movie and uh, uh, one of the raptors actually come out and then interacts with you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if they have that over there yet, but this is something that I, I thought was really immersive because you actually get to interact with a, uh, a raptor. I believe they do. I think they do. Uh, or mm-hmm. at the, maybe not at the level of interaction, but at least it pops up in kind of this little animatronic performance for you. Yeah. But yeah, I have seen people like on Snapchat and Instagram posting stuff like that. Yeah, so when was the last time that you were in uh, Universal Studios Hollywood? Oof. Easily five years. It was just after the park lit on uh, it's, it's been longer because it was just after that one ride caught on fire. Um, oh, 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 the... Um, Kong? Kong? Yeah, yeah, King Kong. Yeah. So yeah, you, you didn't really get to experience a new King Kong uh, in Hollywood and also no. uh, I think the Fast and Furious stuff, No. No, it was it was tempting though because back then they were still doing the you know buy a day get the whole year free. Uh, do they still do that? I think they still no. have some type of deal. They they do something, but uh, I think I, I pay- think I think I think it is buy a year, uh, buy buy day get a year free. I think mm. that's still going on because uh, some of my um, cousins or fa- family relatives uh, have that. They they've been going quite a bit. Um, Maybe it's a buy three days. I have no idea. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think they it's have bu- something by, like that. I would say it's multiple days because ever since they opened the Harry Potter uh, area, they've been they've been getting more attraction, so they don't have to try as hard to yeah to to get people in and buy annual passes. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if I updated you on this, but uh, in in California at the Hollywood location, they do the King Kong ride uh, as part of the studio tour. Oh, and nice. it's just a, a small section over there. Like, uh, it's very interesting. When you go into uh, that tram ride, the studio tour, they take you into um, just kind of similar to the old way of doing the, the King Kong ride. It's going into mm-hmm. like a giant um, soundstage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, back then we get to see like King Kong like in the flesh and everything. We can actually see him. But in this case, they did king kong 360 so when you go into this soundstage all you see is two like large screens on each side your right and your left mm-hmm. and then they start showing uh, king kong in 3d um but the one in the one in orlando is a little different it's an actual ride 
like there's a uh, there's a a vehicle that sits uh, I think seventy two people, okay. and uh, it basically takes you kind of like on a safari trip, uh, but you're you're going into Skull Island, and parts of the ride from the Hollywood one is in this one, so they basically recycled it but added like a whole nother uh, dimension to it where you can actually feel like you're immersive in this uh, this ride. Yeah, so not only that, the Fast and the Furious was also part of the, the tram ride in, in the Hollywood location. So mm-hmm. they would take you into an area, kind of like a, uh, a workshop for cars. And then uh, you, you get to experience like, you know, um, the, the whole family crew is like... Oh my uh, God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're trying to uh, escape from um, uh, Owen. Is it Owen? Uh, for the bad guy, the the London one. I can't remember. I haven't seen that since it came out. Yeah, so that that's basically the the one that they did. Um, yeah, it, it's similar to the King Kong one too. It's kind of like mediocre, but uh, I mean, it's kind of cool. Um, but anyways, they took that and they brought it over to the Orlando location also. And they they made it more immersive also too, where you actually go into the garages to look at cars before you get to the ride. So that's something that uh, the the Orlando location is doing. I think it's opening, uh, I think this month or next month, and I, I'm probably gonna be checking that out. So I'll let you know more about it uh, when I go on the ride. I uh, I hope you don't have to deal with the crazy lines for that. Uh, I actually have uh the annual pass here it's very interesting after four o'clock i have this thing called the uh express pass okay i can skip any line i just go kind of like a fast pass at disney oh but yeah yeah they, four, they have that get to go in straight they have it here too i think it's like 25 bucks and you get to go on all the rides you want once once yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but i don't yeah i don't know if it's free after four o'clock here maybe that's just for the annual pass people yeah, for for my annual pass, it's all maxed out. I get the Hollywood Horror Nights, Halloween Horror Nights, sorry, uh, <laughs> and I also get the Express Pass, and there are no blockout dates, and I get to go in the the uh, the clubs at the City Walk for free. No, uh, no fees include. Uh, I don't have to pay for any of the fees. Up in the club, are there any good clubs there? Yeah, uh, at the City Walk over here is very interesting. It, it, it's kind of like a very immersive um, uh, experience. Uh, not only do you oh, get to go yeah, to the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not on, yeah, not only do you get to go to the, the theme parks, but there's like a, a Coco... Red red Coconut? Yeah, red. okay, so they, they got Red Coconut Club, which oh, is, okay. like, you know, um, kind of like a... a more like, I don't know. I've never been in there, so I, I have no idea. But I know I know that they also have like a karaoke bar uh, that you can go into, so you can sing and dance. Uh, they also have a Bob Marley uh, club. Uh, they got a uh, yeah, more like rem- EDM club. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that we went the last time I was there. We went to mm-hmm. uh, was it Fat Tuesdays? Oh, Fat Tuesdays, yeah. Fat yeah. Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. To that, yeah. We went Pokemon hunting, you know, like classic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I totally forgot. I blanked out on that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, nah, the, I don't think the city walk here is that that great. No, it, it's just a place that you have to walk through after you park. Yeah, and it's very expensive too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's not not worth it's, it. It's for tourists. It really is. It, mm-hmm. It's like a, it's just an extended gift shop for tourists. Yeah. All right, Anton. Oh, uh, so so uh, also one more thing. Uh, you know, the Halloween Horror Nights at uh, Universal that they do every year, they always mm-hmm. have some type of theme. Um, like for the past couple of years, they had like Alice Cooper. Um, they had um, uh, Freddy versus Jason. They would have Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. They would have Walking Dead. But this year, they're going also something really mainstream. And they're doing Stranger Things. Oh, I think I heard. Uh, I don't know. I don't. This. I don't know if they're doing that in Hollywood, but uh, that's what they announced for the one in Orlando. No, I'm trying. I, I'm wondering if it's the Walking Dead here or the. Uh, what was the other one? Well, they have the actual Walking Dead maze over there. No, no, no. That was last year's theme here, the Walking Dead. No, no. It, it's a permanent attraction. No, but I'm saying the theme was itself The Walking Dead. Oh, yes. That's what I was talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Uh, I can't find what it is this year, for or at least uh, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I have a feeling that's probably the same same theme for both parks. They're far enough apart that it's not like people are going to go to both, both parks and try both themes. Mm-hmm. All right. So... There's also something you tease me about. You went to a different kind of club. I did. 33? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're the one I mentioned it. <laughs> oh, I didn't go to that club. No, I'm just oh, okay. uh, mentioning that, uh, uh, you know how like they have Club 33 at Disneyland? Yeah. And in order to get into it, you have to pay a premium every single year. Especially when you first join, you have to pay a premium price uh, just to have the initial start. Yeah, I've and heard then it's like 10000 or something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Somewhere I, I th- there. Yeah, that's somewhere around there. But I think they raised their prices over the years. But mm-hmm. um, they're finally going to have the, the, the Club 33 at Disney World. The, I don't think they've ever had it. So they finally have a pricing point uh, for... Uh, new members for the Disney World location. Mm-hmm. So initial price to join is $33,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and the annual membership fee is 15000 So the first time you only pay thirty-three, and only. then every single year you pay fifteen. Yeah, I think that's what I was seeing online. Uh, the, the, uh, I, think, I think when I looked at it last year... Mm-hmm. It was like twenty eight, twenty five thousand for the initial fee and twelve thousand per year. Yeah, to maintain your membership. Yeah, and the and the waiting list is ridiculous. Of course. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think some people said they've been waiting for like eight to to twelve years around there. Mm-hmm. Probably longer. They, yeah, they still didn't get it because the the list is so long now. Well, they say it varies how long you have to wait for membership because they only allow a certain number of members mm-hmm. and depending on how many members leave that year will determine will, will dictate how many they allow so if only five people leave five people get in yep 
Okay, so let me tell you what the membership includes. So it lets you get access it, to all... F- Go ahead. It lets you get through the door. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the membership includes access to all four Walt Disney World Club 33 locations. So they're going to have it at every single park. So they're going to have it at the Magic Kingdom. They're going to have it at the Hollywood Studios. They're going to have it at uh, Animal Kingdom and mm-hmm. also uh, Epcot. And uh, another another thing uh, that's included in the the package is you get a premier passport for the member, spouse, and any other children under 26. So that's for you to just go in whenever you want as a whole family. But okay, so, so that's also, like about a $4,000 savings right there? Yeah. And also you get 50 one-day park hopper tickets a year. So basically, you get 50 of these tickets. You can hand it out to whoever you want it to hand out to. You can bring people in if you wanted to. So you get to bring 50 people all at once if you wanted to. So that's at least $5,000 worth of park hopper tickets. Yeah. And also, they give you um, five-day-long VIP guided tours. So you can spread it out. Two different days, come back a couple times a year, as long as it's five times. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for the five days. And also, you get uh, access to a private concierge service. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like a um, personal assistant. Yeah, personal assistant. Like if you needed to uh, get reservations somewhere, mm-hmm. or if you had any questions, you need anything at all, they, they have that concierge service that's the that's the person you're talking about when you said no i know a person don't worry that's the person you're talking about yeah (laughs) no i mean including what's what's in the package the price itself isn't too bad if anything it probably just it breaks even yeah but still pricey for for just the membership but i i think the coolest thing uh about this membership is they also give you a limited number of instant fast passes so, so like there's, there's no timestamp on it? There's no timestamp on it. Uh, well, uh, it's still the FastPass Plus, which is the one that you reserve on the app. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, they're opening up. Uh, I think uh, you, you can apply for it sometime this year. I, I have no exact date on it. it they just publicly announced like how much it is but they they didn't really say when it's going to be available yet oh yeah if they're if it's brand new in florida that's mm-hmm. going to be probably the best way to get into club 33 because mm-hmm. the one down here i mean it already has existing members members that have probably been in there for a while and so you're really just waiting on those few people to leave every year at least in florida during the beginning you have a chance of being one of the first members yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of members that they're open to. The reason why is because there's four parks. Yeah. And there's four locations. Yeah, I think there's there's only one Club 33 in in California, right? That's just the yeah. one extra Disneyland. They didn't put one in CP... Uh, uh, oh my god, I can't remember. DCA. DCA. I was like, CPA? You know, like, you know you're, they don't have one of your tax, uh, tax person? That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, and the funny thing is, it's it seems so simple to get into the door. It's a sensor. It's almost like the 
the fast pass, not the fast pass, the, uh, yeah, like the fast pass badges. It's not the password anymore? Nope. That's a, it's a glowing, uh, sensor. Mm. So you, you, they probably have a badge or something that they swipe in front of it and it lets them in. Yeah. Hey, they're, they're, they're adding a couple of new things to the world of Avatar, the, uh, Pandora. Uh-huh. They're adding those, uh, mech looking guys. Oh, like the yeah, like the ones from from uh, Star Wars, like the bipedal ones. Oh no, no, I'm I'm thinking of something else. Okay, yeah, yeah, the one from the actual movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. the ones that look more like a bulked up version of a uh, of Ripley's exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, are, mm-hmm. are they just is it just me like that Gundam in Japan just standing there? Uh, not 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 that big. No, no. This is actual people controlling it. Oh. Okay, it, that's kind of cool. It, it's a gimmick. It's an illusion, but it it looks pretty legit. Well, I'm saying it's the same thing with those raptors that are puppets that people are like, there's somebody controlling it from the back, but still, it's cool. Oh, this one, you, you can barely tell. Like, if you really look at it and think about it, you're like, oh, okay. It, it's, well, uh, it's a gimmick. But when you first look at it, you're like, whoa, that's pretty badass. But that's impressive that they're already adding stuff to it when it barely opened, what, a year ago? Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Right, uh, let especially... me just show you real quick so you can know. There you go. So especially since Animal Kingdom has like gotten no love for such a long time until Avatar Land Center. Yeah. Do you see oh, it? okay. Yeah, I see it. Okay. It's kind of cool. I mean, it, it looks like something like a cosplay person at like Comic Con or something like that. The ones that are really elaborate, <laughs> like uh, the ones that play a uh, what's his name from Overwatch, the big guy. Uh, Reinhardt. Reinhardt, yeah, like the people dressed up like Reinhardt. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Yep. All right, so enough of that. Uh, you want to get into movies? Yeah, let's get into movies. All right, Anton. Uh, so I mentioned that I did see, well, mentioned it. I meant, talked about at the beginning of the episode that I finally got to see Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is a good twist. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, like that's, <laughs> it, it's so weird. And I mean, for those who haven't seen it yet, I'm going to go into spoilers. So skip ahead 10 minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Probably five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, to see Charlie Day as play like a douche douchebag it's awesome dude because even even evil he's still like dorky and clumsy mm-hmm. um i will say that the evil ceo of that chinese corporation she got a lot hotter the more casual she got she got she's in a lot of movies uh, i'm assuming chinese movies mm, she was in a movie with the uh, matt damon Okay, you gotta narrow it down, bro. The Born Identity movies or what? No. Which ones? No, uh, but also the Great Wall. Oh, that one. <laughs> uh, Who, whose movie the... was that? Who who picked that movie? No, I think that one was. Ex- I think that was like a a late winter release, so that was not on anybody's list. I I hope that was on anybody's list. I don't think it was. No. Uh, the... Great Wall was a part of the summer movies. Was it? That was like last year, wasn't it? Or the year before that? I'm looking it up right now. 
Uh, I actually have a list of all our movies. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it was uh, December. Yeah, December was like, 2016. Like, yeah, I was saying like winter movie. Because I wanted to see it, and then within the first week, I'm like, oh, good thing I didn't see it. Uh, but again, Chinese. Chinese movie. Uh, you know, they can't have a white guy playing the hero of China. <laughs> without, yeah, like, but a she was movie. also in uh, Kong. What? She, what was, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, Skull Island. Yeah, no, but my brother is finally catching on to the whole uh, Chinese hero has to be included if they want to make it big in China. No, you know? <laughs> it's because uh, uh, a lot of Chinese people or Chinese companies in China are funding American movies. But still, though, like you still have to include a Chinese hero. Yeah, because they dominate the movie market right now yeah that's what i'm saying though that's you want to you want to play to those people you have to include one of them um and then i told my room like yeah but that's what they did in transformers (laughs) yeah transformers and there's been a couple of movies that just randomly include china we're fighting we're fighting in egypt did you know that a lot of chinese companies own like vegas now uh chinese and uh middle eastern yeah like yeah. mgm is all ch- chinese well i mean you know asians like to gamble yeah macau and yeah macau is probably the biggest uh biggest franchise of uh mgm uh resorts see that's why if you want to be american you got to go to the native american casinos america american yeah, I'll be. I will laugh if that's like support. That's like majority owned by a Chinese company. Also, <laughs> America. What happened, Native Americans? What happened? I'm sorry, Indigenous peoples. What happened? All right, Anton. So you got to see a movie which I was gonna see yesterday. No, hey, we're not done. Oh wait, what did I miss? Or what did the I forget la- to mention? The very last part. Oh, the the very the like after credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, the the little subtle reveal that the, that uh, Independence Day Resurgence did. <laughs> We're taking the fight to them. Yeah. I swear it's the same damn line, and that's what scares me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think in a way, um, we might get some of the old characters back, because I think they're on the other side. Uh, you, uh, you and McGregor. <laughs> no, uh... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Idris. Idris Elba. And uh, Charla Hunnam. Well, I don't... They didn't say what happened to him, huh? No, he, he just went inside the thing and sealed up the... the oh, he went through. Room. Right, right, right. He went through. Yeah. No, but Idris Elba blew himself up. Yeah, he blew himself up. But yes. who knows? He might be on the other side, too. It's not It's not Stranger Things, dude. They're not on the upside down. They're in the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, uh, yeah, one of them might be on the other side, but I mean, Idris Elba, he's he's gone. He died a hero. And the other guy, you know, if he did die, he died giving the finger to the those alien bastards. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, no, but I do like the I do like the explanation of like you know what the the purpose of the monsters. They were going put which, as much as I like to give a purpose, I'm kind of sad that nobody noticed it the first one. Mm, yeah. 
Okay, so let's get into a quiet one. Quiet place. A quiet place. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got to see A Quiet Place uh, two days ago. uh, And I'm going to have to say right off the bat, I really enjoyed the movie. They had a lot of things that I was kind of expecting. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I could totally tell what the whole plot was about at the very beginning. And there was a couple of things where I'm like, they should have done this if if they wanted to survive. They should have done that. And it's kind of stupid because they, 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 they should have known from the very beginning. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil it. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just something that I thought that is kind of obvious. But that seems like horror movies in general. True. Yeah, like that's you know you're you're dealing with the, the not so intelligent or the bad decision making, main character. Yeah, but overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I was on the edge of my seat, even though it's a recliner seat. I'm pretty much off the edge, um, throughout the whole entire movie. It's freaking great. I think John Krasinski, which you know you're you're a fan of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is his directorial debut as a director, I think, right? I don't think he directed anything else. Yeah, he hasn't. I don't think he's anything else, but he was also one of the writers for this movie, I think. Yeah, he was a writer and director of this movie, and like, uh, he even has his wife in the movie, too. Emily I mean, Blunt. Yeah, so Emily Blunt, like, I was like, yeah, he gave his, you know, gave his wife a little bit part, but I mean, Emily Blunt's not really struggling for work. Yeah, it's <laughs> she's Mary Poppins. Yeah, if if yeah. anything, she did him a favor. <laughs> yeah, uh, fine, honey. I'll be in your movie. I'll be in your little movie with your little friends. It's fine. <laughs> it's funny because uh, uh, originally she had a friend that she wanted John to uh, cast, but then after she read the script, she's like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm I'm taking this role." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, this is actually good. Sorry, honey. I'll be a part of it. Yeah, and she's amazing in it. I, I think the casting is perfect. John Krasinski directing and starring in it. Probably one of the best choices that he's made. And I, I don't know. It, it's very interesting when you have directors that are directing the movie while they're they're in the movie, too. Kind of like uh, how Angelina Jolie directed a couple of movies with her in it. And then, uh, yeah, it's such a very, very interesting take on it because not only... Okay, so I, I think John Krasinski, the way that he shot the movie, amazing. Mm-hmm. The pacing of the scenes really catches me off guard. And, you know, be, I think the only reason why is because we're so used to Jim from The Office, you know? Well, that's the funny thing. Like, I became a fan, fan of him after The Office. On The mm-hmm. Office, he was like, all right, it's kind of cool, but nothing. I didn't see him, I didn't see him as an actor. Yeah, but it wasn't until I saw him in thirteen hours that uh, I was like, "Oh, holy crap! He's actually he's actually good." Yeah, yeah. So I I give him like mad props for this movie. Uh, his choice to choose a actual deaf girl uh, to uh, play a part in this is probably one of the best things uh, to do. Uh, I think he really fought for her to be in this movie because he really wanted the authenticity of having a deaf person uh, play uh, one of the roles. 
Is that his daughter or who? Yeah, one of his daughters. And, okay. And, uh, dude, uh, very emotional. Half the movie, no dialogue. And yeah, it's freaking amazing. Uh, and that's that's why this movie kind of interested me. It's like not just the the premise, which, by the way, real quick, do they actually explain how everything started and what's hunting them? Uh, it just pretty much came out of nowhere. There's uh, suspe- suspecting that, you know, they're aliens. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how many there are. You have to watch the movie. Um, but there are news articles everywhere. Uh, at the very beginning of the movie, they show like a board of missing people. So you kind of knew that something's happening. Something was happening. Yeah. But then like it, it, it took time. But also they did kind of uh implemented like how many days it took to where they are so okay. you, you knew so, that it did take some time but there's a, still a lot of things that weren't being explained that you know these people are living every day and they still don't have the answers so it's very similar to like 28 days later they show you, mm-hmm. you know, the early stages a few days after and the here we are now trying to survive yeah okay um the other part I was gonna say is this: the premise interested me because I, I think like just having that silence and you focusing on the screen, you can easily forget that you're in a theater of people. Oh yeah, because like you know, no, I mean, as long as nobody's talking, like you're just you're 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 in the movie, you're everything's quiet, you're the only person in a dark room. Like that's how I feel like I would I would be in that moment. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's a, a very interesting thing for him to choose all of his shots and everything because sometimes when it cuts to uh, any character, you would hear, like, you know, uh, what they hear. But then when uh, he cuts to his daughter, you don't hear anything. Oh, just complete silence. Yeah, and it, it kind of immerses yourself into her shoes and what how she sees the world. And I think it, it's another dynamic of of uh, uh watching and experiencing the movie as as you see the characters you know what i just thought of it like that that in that scenario you think that the death person would be you know the best one off but really they might be the biggest their your biggest uh weakness in the group because mm-hmm. they can't hear the, the, their own noises yeah and uh I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm trying not to, you know, say. Well, there's a there's a lot of the there's a lot of not spoilers, but I mean, there's a lot of like things in the trailer that I think reveals a lot about the movie. Yeah, like the pregnancy and giving birth. Oh man, that that scene was pretty <laughs> pretty tense, yeah. dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was... think that 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 scene. I think it was probably at least like five or six minutes long. I was joking with uh, one of my friends about that scene. I was like. I don't understand how they got there. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, because it had to be somewhat recent, whatever situation they're in that happened, because I think you have to make a little bit of noise to get pregnant. So, like, I don't know. I was just, I was just kind of weird thought. Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's a whole buildup to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anton. So what would you give it out of five? Uh, I, I would give it a four. Um, I mean, I would give it a lower score, but I really enjoyed this movie. And I, I there was a couple of things that, you know, common sense, common sense, you know, 
horror movies, common sense. Yeah, and and you kind of have to accept that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's what I've been rating these movies on is how much I enjoy them, not necessarily how good they are with a script, visual effects, and all that. It's more did I enjoy myself? Did what you know? Was I annoyed at any point? More like that, because I mean, Pacific Rim again, not going to win any awards, but still loved it. Yeah, the uh, robots, uh, giant robots fighting aliens. Oh, and, <laughs> and really quick with Pacific Rim, lots of people should have died. I mean, even the people in the in the suits, there there's nothing that's uh like the scene with um uh oh, damn it, I forgot his name now. Uh, the guy that plays Finn. John Boyega. John Boyega. Uh yeah, even when Boyega, when he's in a suit with not strapped in, just kinda long for the ride, there's a lot of times he he should have been bouncing around and hitting his head or something like that. It's a super suit. He has you, a lot of cushion in there. He wasn't tied to anything. It's just metal parts everywhere. Alien technology. Are they? Well, they didn't build that out of the kaiju. No. <laughs> okay. No, but just stuff like that. Like You, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief for a moment and you know just think, did you enjoy the movie? Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, so, so did you agree with me that you know the very beginning of the movie was a little slow pace, but then it started picking up uh, you know, where the action starts? Uh, I I enjoyed the beginning, but it did get slow around the time when they they went back to the base mm-hmm. for training. That's kind of like I thought it was going to go somewhere. It really didn't go anywhere. I think that that part gonna be cut out or presented differently. Yeah. But yeah, I mean overall, I liked it though. I, it was better than the the some of the spoiler not spoiler some of the theories I was hearing about what the movie plot was gonna be. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was going to be like, oh, it turns out now with the new Jaeger technology, they can control the Jaegers from a distance within the the platform, and that's what you're seeing in the trailer. But really, in the trailer, we were seeing training simulations. Yeah. Okay, Anton. Before we wrap up, I just want to go over this really quick. So last week, we recorded on April Fools. April so we Fools. really, yeah. So we really couldn't talk about this because it was still going on. But now that it's over. I just want to go over some of the April Fool stuff that came out and see if you heard anything about it. Uh, okay. first, first one, T-Mobile's smart shoe phone. T-Mobile is bringing back the classic sidekick smartphone for a new generation with this world's first smart shoe phone. Uh, called the T-Mobile Sidekicks. I did like, not hear anything about this one. Yeah, I didn't hear uh, anything about that one. Yeah, I think it's so stupid that people didn't really care about it. I think that I mean I think if Kanye came out with it, his uh his hordes of uh sneakerheads would have bought it. Yeah, actually, just the fact of saying like the sidekick is coming back, people would have gone crazy about it. Because that was like the big thing before the iPhone came out. Uh, Roku's happy streaming socks. Roku is hoping that you. Uh, uh, Roku is hoping to help customers easily control their next binging binge watching session with a new pair of happy streaming socks. The socks have built-in motion sensors for menu navigation, find my socks technology, and can heat up your heat up and keep your feet warm. Yeah, that was kind of lame. I saw that one. <laughs> I, I think they would have had something if they just ignored the whole navigating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like trying to navigate your streaming. 
See, the, the whole point of doing April Fools is to make someone believe something. You're right. Instead of making something so stupid and ridiculously, you're not gonna fall for it. No, I agree, and that's and that's, But I think a lot of companies got a lot of hatred after April Fools when they did something that sounded realistic, because the people got excited for nothing. See, it it would only make sense, like for example, a Burger King. They did the chocolate burger. You saw that ad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if they if they announced it and then they actually did it for a, a, you know a short amount of time, then that would be ridiculously funny because we would all think that it's a joke, but they're actually doing it. That's funny. Yeah, and but yeah, you you have to throw in a little bit of a twist, a twi- not not a twist, but something that makes it not believable, but like you know hidden in there. Yeah. Like last year, I think probably the best thing, the best April Fool's last year for me would probably be um, Rick and Morty. Which one? Or their uh, their um, their premiere episode was played on Cartoon Network. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, Adult Swim for twenty four hours. Oh, I did not hear that one actually. <laughs> what? That's actually really good. I no, I really didn't hear about it. Cause yeah, because uh, okay, so here's what happened: the show, uh, people thought that you know they canned the show and it was never coming back, and there was no release date. There was nobody talking about when it's gonna come out. Nobody said anything. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on April first, they just showed a new episode, and it just aired the whole entire day, the whole twenty four hours. That's good. I mean, they the had they. Episode. They had definitely had to pay some people for that, but I mean, worth it. Yeah, and then they said April Fools. Okay, we're having our uh, season uh, starting this week. This is the first episode, so you're gonna see another episode next week. There you go. Works out. Yeah. All right. This uh, last one that I'm gonna go over is actually based on somewhat true things, but let me, let me just go through it. Uh, Duolingo's Brewolingo. Uh, freemium language learning app Duolingo has launched Brewolingo, a collection of craft beer that the company says will help you become more fluent in a new language. Apparently based on actual research, Duolingo's prank product prom- promises fluency in French, Spanish, and more just by getting tipsy. That's actually partly true. And it does it does mention it there. So there was research conducted that People are better at learning a new language when they're buzzed. See, si. what? Okay. <laughs> qua? Qua? Um, yes, yeah, it has something to do with your brain not having as many inhibitions, so it's taking in more information. However, I think if you go too drunk, you're gonna kill some of the brain cells that might have learned something new. <laughs> but those are just some of the other ones I saw. Uh, Where's Waldo and Google Maps? Which I, wasn't... I, that was I, a real I, April I, Fool's prank, right? That was actually him. They actually did that. Yeah. Uh, they actually did that. And I finished it. <laughs> oh, you were doing that after we finished recording. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I did the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Sprint's Magic 8-Ball, a portable, all-wireless, small cell, and a soccer ball. Hey, so... Getting back to the, the, the getting drunk and uh, learning a new language. 
Yeah. I thought you were supposed to forget things when you're when you're drunk. That's why I said buzzed. Oh, okay. When you're when you're well, yeah when you're buzzed again you you lower your inhibitions. Your brain is more malleable. But if you drink too much, yes, you will start to forget things and you are not retaining information anymore. Hmm. So I think it's part of it too. And I think also it has something to do with like part of learning a new language is you have to speak it to learn it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're buzzed, you're more likely to just go, ah, F it. I'm just going to throw these words in there. Like, I'm just going to speak it. I'm going to give it a shot. Ah, uh, see. There you go. See, if you were buzzed, you would try the full sentence. You might have gotten it wrong, but you would have tried it. Yo right. tango, el gato, and pantalones. Um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna make that joke. I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say something, but I think your fiance would hate me and try to kill me. So I'm just gonna bite my tongue. Okay. <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, if people want to support us learning a new language, how can I do that? They can do that by going to www dot the two oc.com and click on any of the links in our show notes or the amazon banner to give us a little kickback once you purchase something or you can go to our store and buy stickers and t-shirts all right and if people want to follow us on social media they can do this at the two oc on facebook instagram and twitter or they're going to send us an email to mail at the two oc.com don't forget to give us a thumbs up five stars a like a follow, all that stuff to support us. It also it's also a good way for us to get new followers and listeners. You know, show us some love. And I feel I'm forgetting something, but oh well. All right, Anton. Uh, one quick announcement before we sign off. Next episode, we're gonna try to record an episode with Josiah from the Comet Syndicate. Find out what he's been doing since their last episode. Yeah, and also uh, I think we're going to be kicking off some different gears into uh, doing our podcast. Uh, we're probably going to do a new intro. We're probably going to do some uh, uh, different formats where we have different sections that we want to talk about. I think uh, uh, we're going to be making some big changes to hopefully make uh, this podcast uh, a little better. If it's good, you can thank us. If it's bad, th- you can thank us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it's been a year already and uh dude surprisingly this is uh i, I i'm surprised we even made it this long <laughs> yeah so there's what 52 weeks in a year so we're four episodes away from our our one year anniversary episode uh actually our one year would probably be episode 51 but uh oh because of the special the special episode yeah, we, right we, we had this uh special and we also had the um the, the test episode episode yeah. zero that was episode zero. It doesn't count. There's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. All right, Anton. Yeah, I think that's we'll it. We'll be having a, a new theme and everything starting from episode 50. Woo woo. All right, Anton. Is that it? Yep, that's it. All right. For the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good night. Later. Or day. <laughs> <laughs>